The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Hey, Burke and I are here to welcome you back to part two. Um, Morris Day. Morris Day in the time. He uh, apparently had some drug issues whilst filming this particular film. And apparently Prince and him had issues. <laughs> that's that's really kind of funny. Prince having issues with somebody's drug problem. <laughs> well, what? he only had a drug problem at the very, very end. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a problem until you die. I'm oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Morris Day apparently had a substance abuse problem. Uh throughout production and was high during most of the filming. He often had to almost literally be drugged out of his room to the set. Yes. Yeah, I have that written down also. Walked or dragged from his trailer. <laughs> uh, Albert they, Magn- they had a lot of fights, too. Well, and, yeah. And, and, the, and, the, and who plays Morris's right hand man who is that uh uh oh god jerome uh jerome, yeah, jerome. okay yeah it, that was the other thing almost everybody in the film their first name was their first names in the film as well as in real life <laughs> pretty much brenda is played by brenda susan is played by susan <laughs> cam is <Yeah>. played by cam <laughs> uh the Jerome's played by jerome now, I don't know if you knew this, but this script was shopped around to several different companies before Indigo finally picked it up. It, there was a darker 
version of this, if I recall. Well, the the script was shopped around to many different companies. Uh, in, or Indigo did not get it, sorry. The script was shopped around to numerous production companies, including Indigo Films, which was owned by Jim Brown and Richard Pryor. That's right, and they turned it down, didn't they? They turned it down, and Jim Brown expressed his disappointment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. Um, Jim Brown, in 2002, expressed his disappointment in not acquiring the project. I think I'd be a little bit upset as well. Because, hey, there's uh, a lot of films out there that people turn down, like uh, Back to the Future. Can you imagine turning down Back to the Future? Ooh, that's going to hurt. Oh, that, that's got to be really, really painful. Yeah, yeah. And it was turned down by a lot of people. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess i should use that background now then. <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> uh, there you go man my dad had some knobby knees look at that shit hey at least he has some calves he didn't skip leg day <laughs> no he looks like freaking popeye well no his legs oh. look like popeye his torso looks like he skipped arm day but yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a bicyclist, honestly. Did he the, bicycle? Did he do a lot of bicycling? No, or no? he no? he roller skated. Oh, he, okay. He was that, roller, that makes total sense. Roller skate and figure skater. Oh wow, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, keep and, all the weight down low. Yeah. And the uh, girl in the rear, right there. Is that the whore of an ex-wife? No, that's my. Um, uh, she went to boot camp with me. Her name was Cat. Oh, okay. That's all I could say about that. It's not Mount Rushmore. Okay. No, that is not Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I could, I could send you a picture of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I think I've seen him. <laughs> my name, my name is Sandy Rodriguez Rushmore Rodriguez Gromit Rodriguez Davis Rodriguez Siger Rodriguez. I don't know what the fuck the next guy's name is. <laughs> All right, so um, what else do we have here? Uh, the success of this project benefited just about every division of Warner Brothers. The box office grosses helped the film division. The soundtrack sales helped the record division. The home video release helped that division. And the promotional videos aired on MTV constantly helped the music video division. So every bit of Warner Brothers was built up by this movie. And yet, Warner Brothers originally thought that they had a dud on their hands. Yes. The studio execs screened the movie and they thought it was a hot mess and not commercial enough to be shown in more than 200 theaters. Uh, a desperate Rob Cavallo, and forgive me, I don't remember what he was to the film or the people, he tipped off three movie critics to the secret San Diego screening. When those critics from the Rolling Stones, the Los Angeles Times, and Newsweek all wrote glowing reviews of Purple Rain, 
That's when Warner Brothers decided to put it on 900 screens nationwide. And it made, yeah, 68.4 million at the box office, 61 million more than its meager $7 million budget. So, yeah, <laughs> one dude tipped yeah. the scales on that one. Well, and that's, that's why when, when the big fight between Warner Brothers and Prince happened, that's for a, that's for the next episode. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, I am telling you right now, this next episode is going to be in intense. The yeah. original screenplay, which can be found online, oh wow, contains an extremely explicit sex scene between Apollonia and the kid. Well, there were three during. Yeah during the ride of rage sequence it's unknown if the scenes were actually filmed when apollonia replaced vanity as the leading lady this adds to the mystery of a long rumored early edit of purple rain that was given an x rating I, I, what, from what I, my reading was, they had an X-rated scene, an R-rated scene, and a PG scene, and they ended up going with the R and a little bit of the X, but yeah. Well, I'm going to expand on that now. According to the director's commentary, three versions of the love scene were, were filmed, a G-rated, a PG-rated, mm. and R-rated, which was used in the film. I'm doing that one from memory, so forgive me. Uh, Prince did most of his own bike riding next to a camera truck, yep. except for the one scene which goes through the railroad yard. And uh, uh, hold on. Three different Honda motorcycles portray Prince's motorcycle. Hmm. He rides a highly stylized 1981 Honda Matic CB400A, which does have an automatic transmission. I told you. With spoked wheels and custom fairings. Uh, the stunt rider rode a two manual CB, or he rode two manual CB400s made to look like Prince's bike. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's see here. Aside from Prince and his on-screen parents, almost every character in the movie is named after the actors who played or portrayed them. So that was one of the things that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brown Mark. Do you know who that is? I, I, I did so much looking into this. I, I, I've heard the name, but I don't remember. He is a member of the revolution. Okay. What is he known for in this movie? Did he head up the, the secondary band? Because I know there was somebody from the revolution. Now, that was Des. Shit. Uh, I, I can't remember. He is the only member of the revolution who never spoke through the entire movie. Oh, okay. That the 
bass player with the really thin. No, he's had a line. Who the hell was he? Which what what? Uh, keyboard player spoke. He was Doc. No, no, this was the drummer. I do believe. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't utter a single line, does he? Yes. And Dez, no, not Dez. I can't remember. There's another band that played in the movie, and it was headlined by the guy who played guitar for the 1999 album. I can't remember his name, but I just remember watching the movie going, wait a minute, that's the dude from 1999. (laughs) Everyone in this movie is connected in some way, somehow. They're all interconnected. It's like a big whorehouse. It's kind of scary. Wow. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Mr. Mr. Mark Brown. Has one, two, three, no, two Grammys and one World Soundtrack Award for Purple Rain. Nice. Good good on him, man. Well, uh, remember talking about the Academy Awards? This film actually won one for Best Original Song Score. I, I believe it. I The album won a Grammy. The album won a Grammy. Best R&B. Yep. Uh, uh, for, no, actually, it won a Grammy for uh, Best Album of Original Score. The Academy Award for Best Original Song Score. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, I guess we should talk about the album here, baby. Okay. My, my, my thoughts on this are this. Take out all the popular songs from this album, the three big ones. You know, When Doves Cry, um, Let's Go Crazy, and, and Purple Rain. Take those three songs out completely. Listen to the rest of the album. It's still great. It's still phenomenal. It is, it lit is literally his magnum opus when it comes to music. Uh, I was listening to an interview with Kevin Smith where he said, the same thing and he's he was like when you rate prince albums you have to take purple rain out of the equation to rate the rest of the albums because purple rain is so far up there that it skews the bell curve completely you know every song on this album is a hit oh yeah i think that i think almost every song charted at some point in time I, you know what? This song got played to death, and it, it, it just annoys the piss out of me. It's I, I, it's a great song. I'm sick of it. <laughs> this was probably my favorite song in this whole thing. I, I love this song. Now I I will say, okay, you, you have to admit that that. The song placement was great through this whole movie. Mm-hmm. It, it furthered the either the story or the tone of the movie. Yeah. And I loved the fact that they did three songs back-to-back at the end of the, the movie. Oh, yeah. It's I like mean, his encore for the, it was a concert. his concert. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was when uh, Apollonia was sitting with uh, Morris, Morris Day, Day and the the owner of the club, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we talk about the album? Should, I mean, should we go into depth in the album? I, I did, don't have a did ton you, about the album, but did you I mean, know that that the songs like um, Raspberry Beret were already written when this movie was made. I, he already had that. half of the 1999 album done. Oh, 1999 precluded this album. And let me go into my notes. I hate the I fact that I've got. I was listening to 1999. It was my first CD ever. And it was back in 1982, 83, something like that. 1999 came out before this album did. October 1982, it came out. So it's the other way around. The songs here were written at the same time that 1999 was I released. I don't doubt that at all. I don't even doubt that the next two albums, were half of them were in the bag. And we will get into that little tidbit of info in our next show. Well, I, honestly, the, the guy's incredible. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he... He had songs written. Uh, he had songs. He has songs that are written still that are in Paisley the Park. Vault. Yeah, the Vault in Paisley Park. Yeah, you're you're screwing up the next show. No. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> well, it kind of goes into into the movie though. His father had all those songs written. Stored away. That is that is Prince. Oh, yeah. I, anyways. All right. Um, we, are, we are at our break time here. Okay. We need to take a quick break, people. When we come back, we're going to rate this movie. We're going to place this movie. We're going to figure out where the hell it needs to go. I, I got a couple of the, you've been talking an awful lot. I got a couple more goodies to go over. So I, I get a little talk time too. Okay. When we get back, what <laughs> we'll do is we'll let Burke take over. I, I, I didn't mean to. That's uh, okay. You were on a roll, man. I, well, it's it, like, it's like Bluto talking about the Nazis doing Pearl Harbor. Is Nazis. It, he's on a roll. Forget <laughs> it. It's, is is. <laughs> It's very hard when you're passionate about something like this oh, movie yeah. I'm passionate about. Oh yeah. And I I mean I'm I'm big in the entertainment in in the music industry. I love the music industry. This man I've has been an idol of mine for forever. So I, I gained a little even more appreciation going into and doing this research and everything and i i I feel like i'm a better person for it so yeah well on that note 
We shall be back in just a moment. I can see it on your face. You don't know who this is. I feel like I should know this. Wait till the chorus. right back. Burke Castle figured it out. <laughs> and anyone that's on our Facebook page, when this show comes out, the first person to tell me the name and the band will get a free Davis and Davis show t-shirt. Wait. We got t-shirts? Where the fuck did we get t-shirts? <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. 
can't go everywhere. I know it. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. You ever gone to eight and a couple tums? Cracked open a pop, forgot that you ate a couple tums, and took a big swig of pop? Why, yes! <laughs> it's like the Mentos and Coke right in your mouth. It's it's no bueno. So, did, so do you know this song? No, not a clue. I'm not into that hip indie music like you are. This isn't... You know this song, don't you? No, I have no clue. I've never heard it. It's Concrete Blonde from Pump Up the Volume. Oh, man, I haven't seen that movie in, what, 28 years? Uh, By the way, I think I made myself a new drink. And what's that? I, I took... A big old slice of cucumber and crush it up into my vodka and then I had some fresh basil in the fridge and crush that up in there too oh it is a bit of all right apparently <laughs> apparently you're drinking the whole wine bottle <laughs> fits in your mug oh that's a bad sign you can barely get through you, you sure you don't want to shoot down a, a, a bottle of pop before you Get into the last part of this episode. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Uh... Oh, here we go. Come on, Scott. It's there. Seven hundred and fifty milliliters. That's a full wine bottle. Yeah, look at the uh, line below. 8.23% alcohol <laughs> by volume. Oh, dear God. Oh, my God. Is that is good? really good. Holy cow. Everybody knows. I might have to crush up some cucumbers in vodka and let it sit for a while. That's really good. All right, this is a Cascade Brewing Company. Out of? Out of, uh, I think it's uh, Wisconsin. Portland, Oregon. Same difference. (laughs) And this is is their Blueberry Ale. Northwest-style sour ale. Aged in oak barrels with blueberries. Ooh. I tell you what, Portland has got just a ton of craft breweries out there. That whole British Columbia, Washington area, they love small batch craft beers out there. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Let's see. Here goes. $27 a bottle. I've spent that much on wine and it's the same amount that is sour (laughs) (laughs) 
and you pour the whole bottle into your cup. Mama Jamba. Yeah, it did say that it was sour ale. It, it, yeah, I mean, you, you got no one to blame but yourself on that one. <laughs> Here I took like a huge swig thinking that it was just going to be blueberries and heavenly, heavenly effervescent granules in my, in my, in my mouth of love. And ooh, <laughs> ooh, somebody, ooh, somebody just sent me a. When did you send that? Oh, that was a while back. Seven forty-four. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, You're like a baby sucking on a lemon for the first time. <laughs> oh um, man, it's it's very good. I I mean, have you ever have you ever have you ever had uh, have you ever had those sour gummy bears or oh yeah or gummy worms or yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, the, the more sour, the better for me. Like atomic sour. Oh, trust me, you would go through this in, in yeah. Yeah, I love sour. Holy cow. I I will I will have to. Oh, that's right. I'm not going to come up for the Tears for Fears concert because yeah. you didn't get tickets. I got tickets. When? You didn't tell me that we got tickets? Well, I mean, he's... I, we don't know till the last friggin' second, basically, with these guys because they're sponsors and whatever. But not like you could get off of work this weekend. Burke, 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 Burke. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? We were supposed to go to Tears for Fears this year. I know. Hang on, I'm putting a sour Jolly Rancher in. <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> it's a little, uh, yo, dog, I heard you like sour with your sour, so we got some sour for your sour on top of the sour. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, I look like a Chinese guy. Brown cow, brown cow on wall talk. <laughs> All right. All right. Got a couple little tidbits here that I have not yet gone over. All right. Uh, yeah, we were talking about Prince's love interest was originally given to Denise Matthews, a.k.a. Vanity. She was a member of Vanity Six. Girl band put together and controlled by Prince. She pulled out of the film at the last minute. Many speculate that she and Prince were dating and had a blowout. Uh, supposedly, the director claims it was because she was offered a role in Martin Scorsese's The Last Temptation of Christ, the role of which in that film ended up on the cutting room floor. So who knows? I, I was going to say she wasn't in it. Nope. Not in the film we saw, no. 
After Vanity left the project, her role was offered to Jennifer Beals of Flashdance fame. She turned it down because she wanted to go to college. Uh, She did end up earning her degree in American literature from Yale in 1987. So it went to Apollonia Cotero, who was dating David Lee Roth at the time. And apparently was still married to, and I'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, but Prince demanded that they break up so fans could speculate on whether Apollonia and Prince's on-screen relationship was real. Um, and he also demanded she didn't publicly date anyone during the film's promotion. So, and she was married to a guy named Greg Patchell, who's an aspiring actor and martial artist with an awesome mullet. Uh her second marriage was to actor Kevin Burnhart from 1987 to 1997. So, uh, let's see other goodies here. Uh, Wendy and Lisa actually knew each other from like childhood. Um, Lisa was part of the uh, band. Like, from 1999 the album 1999 on um but wendy came on for purple rain uh, they were actually a a bona fide couple during the the show uh, during the in reality i should say uh it was never publicly confirmed or denied at the time uh rumors have it that there was a scene in which they kiss but that was cut from the final edit uh, and they actually stayed together for another 20 years total from the time of that film on. Uh, da, 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 da. Prince is, and apparently, you know, Morris Day and Prince, they were friends since high school. Um, but it was getting a little sour at the time they did this film. The time was controlled by Prince. Uh, that arrangement frustrated Morris Day. And that resulted in onset fight that was actually broken up by the Times drummer Jellybean Johnson. Um, the film, the film's producers had scheduled a four-week shoot at the First Avenue Seventh Street entry, um, and they paid him a hundred thousand dollars to stay closed for four weeks. However, because Prince is Prince and Prince of the Revolution were such a tight band, they nailed it in one week. One week. One week. All of those bits that you see where they're playing in front of an audience, one week. That was it. Game over. Have a nice day. All right. So do you remember the parental advisory stickers that used to come on CDs and albums. Yes. Okay. That all began because of purple rain. Uh, Tipper Gore, then wife of Al Gore had founded the parents music resource center after hearing darling Nikki (laughs) with its references to masturbation. She heard this on her 11 year old daughter's stereo and got pissed. Um, so this song became one of the filthy 15 uh, that the PMRC committee objected to, along with Cindy Lauper's Shebop, Madonna's Dress You Up, and a couple others. After a Senate hearing, the record industry agreed to use their own discretion to label 
potentially offensive music. So yet another way that Prince has changed music forever. Um, it was probably good that Tipper Gore took that up. I mean, since Al Gore founded the, uh, the, the World Internet. Wide Web, yeah. um, it was probably important that she force this, this legislation through. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Prince was actually worried that the song Purple Rain sounded too similar to Journeys Faithfully. Mm -hmm. He actually called up Jonathan Cain, who was the keyboardist at that time and had also worked with uh, John Waite and the Babies. Um but he had written faithfully and he asked him what he thought. And Kane said, it's okay. It's, it's a power ballad. It only shares a few chords. You have my blessing. Four chords. Yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the four chord song by the access of awesome? Uh, no. Oh God. You have to, that is a YouTube video. You must look up. It is one of the greatest videos of all time. Um, Prince, made sure that the entire cast was enrolled in dance and acting classes. Uh, the Minnesota Dance Theater welcomed the cast, made up mostly of the band members of Revolution, Morris Day in the time. Um, Prince wanted them to get into shape, you know. Uh, some people complained about the exercising to the Jane Fonda videos and making jazz hands. and it, Prince eventually stopped making attendance mandatory. That was one of the big things that, that Morris had against Prince at that time. Um, with the movie, the album, and his single, Prince simultaneously topped the box office, the album chart, and the singles chart all together. That accolade is only shared by two other artists in history. Can you guess the other two artists that have had both a album Single and movie chop the charts, top the charts. Hang on, Neil Diamond. No, think big. You don't think Neil Diamond's big? Think bigger. Um. Come on, Scott. You know who he is. Um, Frank Sinatra. What movie was he in that his album... <laughs> uh, that's true. Um, hmm. One's a single and one is a group. As a single and a group. I do not know. Elvis it's... Presley. Okay. Because he did so many films, and obviously he had so many albums and singles. And then also The Beatles. Hard Day's Night, the album, the single, the movie. This film was also nominated for Worst 
original song at the Razzies. Golden Raspberry Awards have been held as a periodic counterpart to the Oscars since 1981. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Ms. Katero was the lucky winner of the third inaugural Razzie for the worst original song for Sex Shooter. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I think it was meant to be bad, though. It was like it was it was the sexploitation woman. Thing. It was an eighties sexploitation thing. It, I, it was meant to be bad, but yeah, it was a bad song. Um, and then going back to the whole purple rain in a rare late night jam session, Prince allowed his band members to help him collaborate on a song for the very first time the end result would become the song we know as Purple Rain. And according to bandmate Lisa Coleman, the song symbolizes a new beginning, purple, the sky at dawn, rain, the cleansing factor of life. Uh, Wendy was only 19 when she filmed, when she was in Purple Rain. Uh, Brown Mark, the bassist, there he is. I knew I had him in here. He was only 20. Hmm. Um, and just as a personal side note, and I, I, I went through a whole bunch of, I, there's no way to go through all of Prince's songs. This may be his finest guitar playing ever. He let it all, he was channel. Well, he, he could do Hendrix. He could do Clapton. He, he just let it all hang out. This is some of his absolute best guitar playing ever in any of his albums although i did wa I, I watched the video of when a bunch of people got together and did while my guitar gently weeps i think it was a guy from elo and tom petty and a bunch of other artists and like they're all singing while my guitar gently weeps and then at the halfway point where the guitar solo comes in Prince just waltzes out on the stage and just starts wailing on this guitar. And it is, it is truly uh -oh. phenomenal playing on his part, but for albums, huh? Uh oh, Hello. Uh -oh. yeah, you just went bye-bye. What do you mean? I can't yeah. hear you. You went bye-bye. You froze. I, I, I still see and hear you. Yeah, you froze. It was kind of cool. Oh, I'm back now? You're back now. Oh, okay. <laughs> that might be on your end because everything's been fine on my end. So, <laughs> Well, I'm checking right now. 11 millisecond ping. 233 down. And a whopping 11 up. <laughs> um, around the half hour mark into the film, Prince pops in a cassette tape labeled what? Oh, man, I should know this one. 
And by the way, I've got 220 download and 10 megaseconds up, so it's not on my end. <laughs> um, does it say something as, as as random as mixtape, or does it say? Oh shit! I I no, I cannot remember. The cassette tape is labeled Gemini. Gemini is Prince's astrono astrological sign. <laughs> astronomical sign yeah that thing too um i don't think i have any other goodies or tidbits holy shit there's the karina karina gore story at age 11 playing darling nikki yeah <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't see anything wrong with this. It's a great song. It's a family song. I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend. Oh, there you go. I met her in a hotel lobby masturbating with the magazine. No, oh, I can see why Tipper was upset. I have never seen a gentleman hump a speaker in that way ever before. And it didn't disgust you. No. <laughs> Nikki started to cry. Guitar playing is just uh, his incidental guitar playing is phenomenal in this film. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yes. Sorry. That was jamming, man. I know. I was trying to mute myself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> which I had hit a button to play a Prince song, and of course, I, I restarted. I give up. It's all right. Um, yes. Uh, do I have anything else here? I don't have anything else. Do I don't have, have anything, anything else, else either. So, so, so I guess. We have to put this on a shelf. Well, we have to rate it and then put it onto a shelf. And last time I started, so you can have the glory of rating this and then placing it onto a shelf. Uh, it's been so long. What does rating entail? I mean, I know what shelf I'm going to put this on. Well, you do... A brief synopsis of oh. how you felt about the movie. You know. Okay. Okay. So, I love this film. I've always loved this film. 
I think I will continue to love this film. Does it have flaws? Absolutely. But then again, so does each and every person out there have a little flaw somewhere. It's what makes you an individual. It what makes this movie special in a lot of ways. It, it, it's like watching that B movie that you. It's like my wife loves watching Sharknado movies. Every single Sharknado movie, she loves them to death because they they're they're so flawed, and, and that there's a lot of that charm in this movie. You cringe a little bit, and you're like, eh, it's Prince. It was the '80s, whatever." You go on with your life, but as a whole, I, I absolutely love this movie to death. And like I say, it doesn't matter if I'm. I could watch this at any point. I could pick it up halfway through. I'll sit down and watch the whole damn movie. It's like, oh god, what other movies like that? Uh, what is the Adam Sandler golfing movie? Uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. It doesn't yes. matter where that movie is on TV. I will stop, sit down, watch it to the end. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I, I, I will watch it. I love that movie. This is my Happy Gilmore of music movies. Um, it, it is definitely, definitely a top shelf movie for me. It, it's not a box movie, but it's definitely a top shelf movie. There's so much good in this. I mean, it just the music alone takes it to the top shelf. And you are muted because mm -mm 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 -mm. All right, so this this movie came out in 1984, my uh, sophomore year in high school. I learned very quickly that all the girls in school liked the movie, which caused me to like it. <laughs> No, I, I this was this was the first uh band-based movie that I ever remember myself watching. Hmm. I just didn't see in, in many. I mean, you know, you, you had what did you have out before this? You had Pure Country with uh, uh George Strait. You had Neil Diamond's uh Coming to America. Uh, well, I mean, you had the Beatles. They had a couple out. They had a couple movies out. You obviously yeah. had Elvis. That he had a couple movies out. They were before my time. Uh, they were on reruns for fuck's sake. I mean, you were aware of their existence. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't watch Elvis or the Beatles. I've never watched an Elvis film in my life. I've so seen. I've seen a couple of Beatles films. I, 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 they were one of my very first introductions to music. God, when I lived down in Georgia, holy shit! Um, yeah, we're talking like second, third grade. <laughs> the sour beer kicking your ass. <laughs> I could watch. I, if you do nothing, just drink this beer and put it on YouTube. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just a reaction video of I'm listening to music, drinking sour beer. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let me let me get back. I I will have to. I will have to bring some of this up to Ohio when I come up to Ohio. Um, and and we'll, we'll do a full show of just you and I drinking sour. It'll be hilarious. Yeah, are we doing? Are we still doing bare naked ladies? Is that still happening? Um, when did we have that? We have, I think uh, that's like in June, and you said you had tickets for mm, that? June. June. Let me look here. Let me I, I let me finish my thing here and then we'll uh we'll deal with that. Sorry, July second. July. Um Yeah, that could still happen. I don't know, I gotta talk with Jeff at work. Anyways. Right. So I think that this is a very well done movie as far as uh, as far as prince goes i mean prince is meticulous about his music about his performances all that stuff so i you you expect it to be a great uh uh performance the storyline was a little bit weak i believe uh you know uh Boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, girl goes and out with somebody else like Morris Day. Boy, boy beats up girl. Life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. My dog died, you know. Lost it, my Bible. So I I'm I'm torn on that. I know that you're putting it you're putting it top shelf, aren't you? I, I will watch that. Like I say, it is one of those films I will watch at any time, all the way through, halfway through. Don't care if if nothing else. The musical performances put it up there. I I've been a lighting guy in the music industry for a long time. Um, there are reasons why I am putting it on shelf two. It's, it is, it's great music. It's great everything. The lighting sucked through the show. Uh, oh yeah, I hated it. I hated it. Well, okay. I'm a little biased on this point because. I saw him in concert for the Purple Rain tour. And that light show was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was. Yeah. This one wasn't. Uh, they, they didn't have the budget. They didn't I mean, you know, they didn't know that it was going to be important back then. I mean, they got a lot of nice stuff. I mean, they got a lot of God spots. They got, you know, I mean, there's, it's, it's good enough for a movie and, and, and doing a concert and a movie are two radically different things. Yes. 
I, I believe me. Musically, I put it number one. I, I don't know. I think I, I'll have to put that as a as a tie with Neil Diamond's. Uh, what the hell was that movie that Neil Coming Diamond to America? Did? I don't no. think it was. No, it was. Um, I I keep thinking the Fall Guy, but <laughs> what the hell was that? Hold on, please. The jazz no. singer? That was it. Have you ever have you ever watched it? I've never seen it all the way through. F fucking phenomenal! Every song that's in that sh in that movie was a hit. That. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, for for a '70s movie, which I actually think that that came out early '80s. I'm not quite sure. Um. I. Yeah. I. I wish you know what. Here, here's one of those where you wish there were half shelves again. That was 1980. Yeah. Um. You wish that there were half shelves because yeah. I think that he would be, I think that this would be a one and a half. It, it's, it's almost top shelf. It, it really is. For me, it really is almost top shelf. Um, and it, it, I, the, I mean, it, it could very easily be a second shelf for me. It is not Lone Wolf McQuaid. The what best is? movie yeah. ever. There, there is no movie as great as Lone Wolf. There's nothing that can compare. I, 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 I once again wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really think that that's a. I think it's a given, Burke. That <laughs> that Lone Wolf McQuaid just. There's a box on top of the box that that just has one movie in it. Yes, that's it. That's the movie right there. Uh, and that movie would be would be Lone Wolf McQuaid. <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> God, never. We will never do the drinking game of Ranger. Ever. Ever. <laughs> I, think, I think we have to now. <laughs> if it was with water, I'd still be in trouble. Forgot about how sour that beer was there, Scotty. That was a big... <laughs> that, that was a big gulp. <laughs> oh my gosh, my eyes are watering from that. <laughs> well, and to top it off, I have a sour apple Jolly Rancher in my mouth. Mm. Yes. Brilliant. Yes, I'm so smart. I'm so, I'm so smart. So, yes, it's going on shelf two. I'm sorry. That's okay. Remember, we have Batman coming up. 
I've watched half of it now. You've already watched. I haven't even gotten it yet. I was at, when I was up in Toledo. We stayed at a hotel room, and they had HBO. And I, I obviously I couldn't sleep very long because it's a weird room, or whatever. So I'm up early. I'm like, oh fuck, they got HBO. I can watch Batman. So I'm watching. It's a three-hour-plus-long goddamn movie. I got through an hour 45 of it before I had to get ready to go. You've got to be kidding me. It is a long, long movie. Mm. Can't believe you've already watched part of it. Um... But the weird thing is the hour the hour 45 I watched was like all of the trailer. So I have no idea what the rest of the movie's like. Uh I have some bad news for us. And that's that um that we're going to have to watch spies like us. It got to. Who's playing it? I don't know yet. I haven't even looked. I was actually thinking about... I was trying to find it myself so that I could burn it and put it into the show show folder. Gooby does not have it. Oh, go away. Now, you, you remember, you remember my ex-wife. Which one? I only have one ex-wife. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember her. I used to play this song whenever her and I would break up. <laughs> I loved this song. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so that the audience knows, my ex-wife and I broke up a lot. Um, it had a lot to do with the fact that every time she tripped, somebody else's penis fell in her. Um, that can happen. I, I, I totally, yeah. I mean, it's it's very very easy to happen yeah, I, no, that, that. It, it happens to me all the time when i'm at boy scout camp <laughs> all i wonder was a back rub and <laughs> he said there were brownies involved <laughs> What's blue and comes in brownies? Yeah. <laughs> the tip of my penis? <laughs> the Cub Scouts. <laughs> That's so wrong. Bad jokes from my youth coming back to haunt me. Our, oh, our, dear Lord. All right, so... We've uh we've we've done our we've done our big prince uh 
whatever you want to call it. Purple Rain review, deep dive. Well, we haven't done the finding mission. We haven't done the deep dive yet. Well, this is as deep as I could get into this movie. That was into this movie. We still have the life of Prince himself. Now, when this is a daunting task. This is a this is a very daunting task where I, mean, I, I, I we are gonna pick little pieces of his life out. We are not gonna be able to cover his whole life. We're not gonna do the man justice, but we're gonna try and shed a little light on stuff you may not know about him. Uh, stuff I didn't know about him. So. We can try and do this tomorrow. We can try and do this next week. It is completely up to you, man. I am. Mm, I think. Mm, I uh, think. You, now, you, yeah, I know we're a little drunk and everything, but you now have a full-time job. Yeah, it sucks. And with that in mind. I, I, I have no problem going down to a one show per week format. If well, it will, well, if we're, it we're, will elevate the quality of each show. We're this actually, is up to you. Here is a... Okay, this reminds me of Thursdays. God, there were some gorgeous women there. I love Thursdays. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I am thinking that, uh, as a matter of fact, here, I'm going to have you listen to the song for a second. Give me about 30 seconds to disappear, and I'll be right back. Alrighty then. I will try and do a running commentary. We're still listening to Nine Inch Nails. One of my favorite bands. I had a beautiful Nine Inch Nails sticker on the back of my 1994 white Civic SI hatchback. I had the cassette tape of Pretty Hate Machine and Downward Spiral on hand at all times in that car. I had seen them once in concert, I believe, when I owned that vehicle. I believe that was at the Convocation Center. I did see them again at Blossom. <laughs> where he opened up for Bowie's gla uh, Glass Spiders tour. What? Did, 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 uh, just commenting on Nine Inch Nails. Oh. I hear an alarm. That means that we're out of time. Uh-oh. Uh, I mean, whatever. We can do whatever we want. All right. I stole my schedule from work a few days early. <laughs> uh, 
Do you work Sunday? I do not. What are you planning on doing? I may be fiberglassing a boat. Oh. Depending on the weather. Yeah, I have Sunday and Wednesday off. Like I say, if you want to try and do this tomorrow, we can do this. If you want to wait till next week and just do one show this week, I'm okay with that too. Ooh. Give me a little oh. extra time to edit some shows. Yeah. Damn, they got me working late. Uh, let's roll with one show this week. Not like um, we can both drink on Sunday night because we both got to work Monday morning. No, I was thinking like Saturday night. Probably driving, so not going to happen. Driving where? I have a slew of, of independent people that hire me to drive their cars to their dinners and parties and whatever is kind of a extension of what I used to do for Carl, but they liked me better than Carl and <laughs> they don't have to pay near as much and they get just as much service. And <laughs> so okay. usually my Saturday nights are busy. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, right now I've got what? I've got two shows in the can plus this one. So we're about three shows out, which is fine. I, um, yeah. And like I said, if we only do one show a week for a little while because life gets in the way... That's okay. Well, we can record one show a week and still have two shows a week. That's um, that's kind of what I'm getting to. Like I said, we've got three in the can right now. Yeah. So that It'll takes catch care up eventually, of, but yeah, that takes care of next week. Um, I don't think I want to do the Prince show tomorrow because I'm definitely not ready for it. Okay. Um. But I also want to record a special show for Memorial Day. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out when the hell we could do that. Um, yes, my life is a little bit harder now, but uh, it, you know, I still, I've still set it up to where I have Wednesdays off the same time as you do. And, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. So I think next week we'll record the Prince thing. On Tuesday? On Tuesday. All right. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where we go from there. Any, any ideas on the shows after that? Since this technically was a movie, so I think it's your turn to choose topics. Well... I think uh, I think after this is going to be the Memorial Day special, which 
um, is going to consist of a uh, little bit of everything. Um, okay. A little, little bit of Memorial Day, a little bit of indie, little bit. The, the Memorial Day is a very special day in motorsports because you have the three biggest races. You have Monaco, you have the Indy 500, and then you have the Coca-Cola 600. So you have the three biggest races in the three biggest uh, series that are out there going on all on the same day. So I, um, I'll shoot you an email about that because I will probably record that next week, Wednesday. Um, yeah. Okay. Shake yeah. your head. Shake yeah, your okay, head. gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, that way we can put it out the day before Memorial Day. Okay. Oh, you can search them around. It's all right. I know. I know. I heard that. But the wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like we haven't heard your wife, too. I don't know what you're bitching about. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not married. Uh, <laughs> not after that comment. Nope. I was waiting to see her, see if she heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on that note, I might get my ass out of here, man. Look at that. It's... 69 degrees in the house. That's good. That is awesome. I have no clue why it keeps flipping between the time, the date, and the temperature. Yeah. And granted, we're only at 59 degrees outside here, so life is good for us. It was 100 today. <laughs> um okay i guess i should do this uh so oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen the vamp i forgot about the vamp please go to the davis and davis show.com or wait it's just davis and davis show show.com which has recently been updated with some new blogs and alcohols Wow, I'm gonna wow. add. I'm gonna add my sour ale tonight, <laughs> and a picture of yourself drinking it. I hope. I I think I'm gonna add that to 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 the to the, the home page um, YouTube <laughs> channel there. Fuck, guys, this is it's no joke. That's some serious sour shit. <laughs> may have to add some coconut shit to it all right you guys have heard the word shit a bit too much lately <laughs> so i think we're gonna take off remember check out our website merchandise will be there soon we have t-shirts uh, yeah, that's the first i've heard of it apparently <laughs> Brick just doesn't keep up. I send him emails. He ignores them. <laughs> that is a total lie. 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Welcome to the law. <laughs> Intro music, good way. <laughs> God, he's a little lit. Sorry, folks. I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening. Be good to yourselves, and we'll talk to you later. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.